Welcome to Business and Money Mentors. Together, Mia, your business mentor, and Bonnie, Miss Money Boss, guide you on the need to knows to grow and manage your business successfully. Hello, hello, and welcome to this fabulous Wednesday. We're so excited. I'm going to share with you, before I bring on Bonnie, I'm going to share with you that we have our first guest this week. Her name is Candace Barr, but we'll be introducing her to you in just a few minutes. So right now, I want to welcome Bonnie. Welcome to our show. (laughs) How are you this week? (laughs) I'm a little stressed, but it's okay, because I'm excited to do this show today, because I can't wait to hear what Candace has to say. It's awesome. I'm I'm really happy that uh, Candace is our first guest. But you know what I was just thinking? We're going to be talking a little bit about mindset here. So for today, you said, I'm a bit stressed, but I just want to point this out. You've worked on your mindset, and you're, you've corrected that pretty much, haven't you? Because we're yeah. teaching people how to do step-by-step on all these amazing things that empower us and uplift us to be able to do the things that we once thought we couldn't do. So wonderful. Exactly. So sometimes even when we're not up to par, we have to act as if we are anyways and go through and do whatever it is we need to do because you got to get the job done, whatever that means. That's right. So let's. Um, is there anything you want to share about this week, either in um, experience, knowledge, that before we bring and introduce Candace on that, that you've had that you want to share with the audience? Uh, no, I mean, I think that, you know, really what we're going to be talking about with Candace is really important, and I think that that's what our guests yeah. really need to know this week. Super. Okay. So, Candace Barr, we're so excited to have her. She's an entrepreneur and radio host of Lux Life. Candace is also a master networker, which is, is going to be really cool, you guys. In fact, she really gets, um, this, this is what's so cool about her. She's hired by clients to go to events. This is so unusual. This is what I love. To go to events with them and make introductions because she's that amazing. I can only imagine how amazing going to an event with Candace would be with somebody who's an introvert like Bonnie or me. Oh, my God. That would be my <laughs> ultimate. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't have to actually go out and put myself out there. I could actually have somebody doing it for me. And not only that, somebody who knows what she's doing and she really does it right. Yeah. Well, from what I've heard of Candace, I I agree with you. So Candace, I understand that you're completely self-made and started from nothing. Would you like to share your journey with us, please, on how you created such success in such a short period of time? Thank you for having me on the show first and foremost. Um, and I'm excited I'm excited to do this interview. It's very rare that I'm on the other side of this, so this is nice. Um, yeah, I'm I'm self Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, Candace. Okay. So, yeah, I am self-made and I do host Lux Life on UBN, um, iHeart, Spotify, iTunes, little plug for them. And I am a master networker or professional networker and I like how you both said you're both introverts, funny enough. Um, I think people get surprised when I say this. I'm an introvert as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an introvert, extrovert, so I turn it on and turn it off when I need to. So when I go out networking, um, I know I do what I need to do. But when I when I am home, I very much enjoy my alone time. So that's where I recharge. Um, 
so it's it's interesting. But I I started networking. I don't know if you want to hear the whole story or not. I'll try to keep it short. Yes, but I want to. I started networking. Um, I came to L.A. really young, and I basically went to a networking group, had no clue what the hell a networking group even was. Uh, went to a group, really wasn't into the energy or how it was run or anything like that. So I just saw a need for myself, firstly, and I just said, you know, I can do this better. I just knew I could do it better. So I created a women's group. That one group went to eight groups. I've had that. I'd had that at the time for five years. Connected a lot of people. A lot of people got to do a lot of business. Um, but because I, like I said, I was really young, and everything is a learning experience, you know, especially when you're an entrepreneur. Um, so hindsight, you know, to go back to do, maybe do that again, I would definitely delegate a lot of things, um, cause I was doing everything myself and I exhausted myself. So I dissolved all the groups just because I was really exhausted. Networking is very exhausting. Um, it's a lot of different energies, um, a lot of different people's personalities It can get tiresome. And so I dissolved the groups and then people from the groups started contacting me out of nowhere, asking me to network for them. And I rem- I'll never forget it. I remember sitting at the edge, edge of my bed, the first person calling me and asking me that. And I was like, I've never heard of this before, ever. However, I could totally do that. I really do feel that's my soul's purpose is to connect people. So I said yes, even though I didn't know what the hell I was doing or how I was going to do it. I think that's a big entrepreneur learning curve or a big, a big thing of being an entrepreneur is saying yes and not knowing <laughs> what the, really what the hell you're doing. Um, and just learning along the way. And then I got more and more one-on-one clients for networking for them. And we became more niche and more niche. And then we went international. And then I started training people who couldn't afford me one-on-one. Um, I started training them a system I created on profitable, effective networking. And I, you know, because I thought people love systems. And if, it's, if, if you can give them guidance, then they can do it themselves. So I started training um, courses on net- face-to-face networking for introverts, extroverts, whoever, really, um, and that we started tr- training um, corporations and entrepreneurs, and then we started traveling around the world training on networking, um, and then um, I started my, I'm going to fast forward a lot for you, started my show, and um we on the show we interview entrepreneurs. I mean, I think entrepreneurs are fascinating. I think their minds are fascinating. Um, most interesting people I've ever met have definitely been entrepreneurs. So I really I love entrepreneurs. I've been in a, in and around them for over 15 years. Um, and again, obviously, I myself am an entrepreneur. So I just love um, connecting and being around them and hearing different theories and different thought and all that good stuff. So that's really been my life. Oh my God, that is amazing! That's fabulous. So, yeah. from a mindset perspective, right? You know, hmm. we're like, what was your mindset growing up? Like, what were you? What were the things that you were taught growing up? And did any of those things hold you back? And if so, how did you shift those things for yourself? Good question. So, growing up, I came. I came from vantage point. However, growing up, I did not know that. Um, my great grandparents were small business owners. My grandparents were small business owners. My parents were small business owners. And I just thought that was normal. I didn't think, you know, didn't think otherwise. That's just what, what my surroundings were. Um, lucky enough for me that, that really kind of probably definitely molded me to what I am today. But I just knew that if you, 
you don't really work for someone. That's just how I was raised. I did have a regular job, like when I was a teenager, just to get a sense of responsibility, I think. Um, but you don't really work for someone. If you're going to do something, you own it. You call it was raised. That's amazing. Amazing. And you're, you're 34 years old today, right? Are you 34 now? Or Yes, as a couple <laughs> weeks ago. So I just want to say that Candace is 34 years old, and she has done things that people that have, you know, gotten to their old ages and died have never done, you know, and I think that that's pretty amazing. And she really kind of basically did it all for the most part in the last, what, 15 years? Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, I have to definitely, I have to give, you know, I I fully believe in mentors and having the right people around you and getting the, the correct guidance. I'm big on um, taking advice from the right people that you know, like, and trust and taking advice from people that you would switch your life with. Um, mm-hmm. If you wouldn't switch your life with them, don't take advice from them. <laughs> so. Exactly. Well, and if they're not living the life that you, that you see that you, wanna, you, know, that you would want to live, not, I'm not talking about, like, the style of their life, you know, the style of their home, but, like, you know, if they're living in poverty, you know, that's not somebody who's going to help you get to the top either. Absolutely. Like about. you always have to, I always kept that in the, the forefront of my mind, um, just always up-leveling and always being surrounded by like-minded people or being surrounded by people that um, you look up to financially or just mindset-wise or however, however you think, whatever you think feeds your soul, that's what you need to be around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are some of the actions? Let's say, let's talk first, maybe talk about the physical stuff, the physical actions that entrepreneurs need to take to be successful. Mm. Um, Physical actions. Well, you can't, I, so when I was building my business and I was coming up, you couldn't tell me no, like no really fueled me. I used the nose to fuel my fire. And I've been told no, especially when it's first starting business, I would definitely say the first five years. I was told no, probably over 30,000 times, probably. And I just kept going and I kept going. You really have to know what you're made of. Um, You have to have balls, really. Like I remember a lot of times, like there was a couple times before walking into meetings, like at the time driving my crappy car and like having negative uh, amount in my account and like crying, wiping off, you know, wiping off the tears, reapplying my makeup and walking into the meeting like nothing happened. Like you really have to know what you're made of or be aware what you're made of quickly. And just, you have to keep your eye on the prize. You have to keep constantly pushing. You never stop pushing. Um, I don't know if that answered the question or not. I kind of went on tangent. Yeah, no, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. It definitely answers the question. And that also kind of feeds into you always have to, you know, be determined and follow that determination because if you stop, everything stops. You know, so, yes, you definitely have to take required action for sure. Like, it's not just all coming to you if you're not doing anything. That's for sure. No, and positive mindset is great. You have to have positive mindset, but behind that positive mindset is physical action. And mm-hmm. I think people need to know that, especially if they're coming into entrepreneurship, uh, it's not easy and things are not going to be handed to you. It does get slightly easier or you work, you work in a different way as you, when you, after you build, 
but a lot of the first couple of years, at least like you're going to be hitting the pavement. You're going to, you have to, you know, face to face, eye to eye, shaking hands, you know, making, making it happen. You know, my favorite saying is if it's going to be, it's up to me because you don't have anybody else. Ooh, I love that. Now, if it's going to be, it's up to me is what? If it's going to be, it's up to me because you don't have anybody else. Wow, that is, that's, that's good. That's like, I'm going it alone and I'm doing it and that's where I'm at. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like you don't, you might have, you know, a husband or, you know, a good support system behind you, but when it comes down to it at the end of the day or at the end of your life, like what did you do? Are you making every day look slightly different for the better, for the positive? Did you do all you could today? Did you maximize your day? I hope, like, I think every day, which I do, you should be really going to bed exhausted because you did so much action, positive action. And then you should be sleeping like a baby too, right? (laughs) You should be really passing out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Well, and, and here's the thing, you know, so some of the things that we have to do are physical, right? Um, yes. You know, what What other things do we have to do that are physical? You know, you have to really take, there's, I know everyone says this, and you, you probably heard this, everyone heard the same things over and over again, but I think sometimes when you hear the same thing at that moment in time, it might resonate with you. Mm-hmm. You have to, it's important to, you got to take care of yourself, because like I said before, you really only have you. So you can't, there, there is action steps all successful people I've ever met in my entire life do these specific action steps. And it's like, you know, they really do, they train with a trainer or they do make sure they get a workout in or they do, they make, their diet is very specific. They eat healthy. They take care of themselves because if you're not around, you can't, you know, you can't have your business. You have to be around as long as possible and you have to be functioning the best you possibly can. Exactly. And exactly. eating so, Doritos yeah, right. and, you know, eating Doritos and Twizzlers all day, all day long and sitting around watching TV. I don't even watch TV. I don't even have, I don't even have TV. I don't even have cable. Um, like these, these are not, these are not positive action steps. You need to be different than everybody else. If you're different, the, the more different you are, the more people want to work with you. So do you read a lot? I do read. I do read a lot. I, well, I read when I can, um, when I, if and when I have downtime, usually like when I'm going to sleep. But I love audiobooks because when I'm in the car, I really try to u- utilize my time as much as possible. Time is extremely precious. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm, if I'm in Uber, like example, if I'm in Uber going to uh, my trainer's gym, which is not close to me, I'm listening to audiobooks or I'm listening to inspirational YouTube. I'm I'm constantly using time. Mm, that's amazing. So basically, you utilize even your free time to really either educate yourself or grow yourself in some way, shape, or form. Right. I think the goal is to always be at your maximum daily. You have to really be at your best. You, you like you're always pushing. Doesn't matter how high you go in life. You should always be pushing. There should never be a comfort zone, ever. Okay, so how do you balance out all the pushing? 
you know, because I'm a doer too. And I can tell you that, you know, I could go, go, go. And then all of a sudden what happens is like, you know, six weeks in, I like literally have to crash for like two days or three days. Right. No, I get it. Like, you know, uh, with that, the self-care is like, you know, in the mornings when I wake up, I do meditate and I actually hired someone to help me with meditation because slowing my mind down or calming my mind down is not easy for me. Um, especially mm-hmm. in a, being an action person. So I hired someone to help me meditate. So in, early in the morning when I wake up, she calls me, she meditates with me. Um, and then even at night, sometimes we'll meditate as well. Like, you know, I delegate a lot of things. I delegate things, the things that I'm not good at. And you need to know what you're not good at and what you are good at. Um, but self-care and self-time is super important to recharge your battery because you can't be on all the time. <laughs> it's, it's not possible. Exactly. Well, not only that, I think that, you know, part of self-care is feeling good about yourself, too. You know, so like when you go and you get a facial and a mani-pedi and you get your hair done and you get your eyelashes done and, you know, all these like different things that we do, you know, under the guises of self-care, it makes us feel good. And when you feel good, the odds are you're going to show up that way, too. Right. And, you know, everything is, as you guys know, I'm sure, everything is energy, whether whatever the, yes. or whatever word you want to place in there. So doing I your think hair, energy doing your, it. Yeah, I love energy. Doing your hair, doing your nails. Like, I'm not going to lie, as I'm doing, as I'm getting my nails done, I'm, I'm writing emails or I'm texting or I'm taking phone calls. But I'm doing the action. Like, like I said, I'm utilizing my time. But then, you know, then having kind of mindless chit-chat with my nail girl. It's like, you know, you you... There is a point in life where there is, I guess, I don't even like the word balance, but you kind of just get in a flow and you're, you you kind of get to a point where you're like, you know what, I got this. And you have mm-hmm. a little bit more control um, over what's happening and how it looks like for you. Exactly, exactly. Well, and I think that, you know, one of the challenges that entrepreneurs face, and I know that I've had my challenges with this, is that, you know, business ebbs and flows. So all of a sudden, if you get if you get put into a situation where you have a massive amount of work to do, you know, at one time with, you know, with clear short deadlines, you know, there are times when you just have to get your energy up, push through, and do whatever that thing is, you know. And then, like, and in your case, like for instance, if you were going to a networking event, right, and the thing was huge, you know, you would probably do some things to prep yourself before you went to the event and after so that the event, the, the energies within the event aren't taking you over. I will tell you like a little secret and everyone can feel free to use this. It's mine to, it's mine to give to everybody. I, I'm super into energy. I'm super into spirituality. I'm not religious, but I'm very spiritual. And I'll put like energy stones in my bra. <laughs> so, mm, so I love that. What energy, energy stones yes. do you use? I want to hear the secret. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I have so many different small energy stones and like whatever I'm called to that day. Um, and I'll put them in my bra or like I have them in my purse. I, I mean, um, cause you know, I have a lot of energy, but I don't, you know, I try to keep as much to myself as I can. And then there's mm-hmm. a lot of energy in the room, and you don't want to absorb everyone's energy. So, I mean, these are real things that a lot of people don't tend to talk about, but it, it exists, and it's very much real. Um, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the same equivalent as if you're on the phone with someone or if you're having a face-to-face meeting with someone, 
and you when you leave their space, how do you feel? Do you leave? Do you feel leaving depleted, like exhausted, like you need to go take a nap, or do you feel leaving energized and like you can go conquer the world? I mean, people are very powerful, whether they know it or not, and so you you want to be careful what you take on. Oh yes, oh yes, and I will tell you, being I am a I am a big big empath, and I will tell you that. And Mia has seen it, I think, with me before, and I think she's also experienced this as well because she's quite empathic herself, is that, like, I can walk into a room with 300 people, and by the time I walk out of that room, like, literally I need to go to bed. And I could even have been doing nothing except for because I literally go in there and my body just, like, sucks in all the energy, and it's like you feel like somebody worked you over good, and you know, and you just need to take a nap. So I, I know I that that is important. Yeah, I completely understand what you're saying, 1,000%. Oh, my God, and that makes me crazy. So, <laughs> so you know, I know that we did talk about meditation because I think that meditation is awesome. And, you know, I love that you hired somebody to help you meditate. So, like, when you hire somebody to help meditate, like, what does that really look like? Are, is this something you guys are doing in quiet, or is this, like, a visionary experience, or how does that work? Well, she's really cool, and I have to be honest, I, I just started with her, but we, you know, we do a gratitude journal, which I'm sure everyone knows about mm. or does. i got to be honest, like, I don't always do gratitude journals, so I really hired her to help me focus more mentally, but I also hired her to keep me accountable which is why I think most people hire mentors um, just to keep you accountable. I, I feel like you know what to do, but to actually do the action of doing it is different, right? So we do a gratitude journal. Um, she gives me like, you know, meditation homework. So sometimes you'll be in traffic and like my homework for that day is to like be in traffic and for 10 minutes in when it's not a calm, you know, silent space, which normally it's not normal day-to-day life how to be in your personal calm, even if there's craziness going on around you, um, and to mm. just be in that calm mental state. So she's quite helpful, and she's very um, – I liked – I chose her because she's very goal-oriented, too. So while while practicing meditation or while being in meditation, you know, especially as entrepreneurs or um, mm-hmm. successful entrepreneurs, like having constant goals, having, um, you know – whatever you want, whatever you want, whenever you want. And so that goes into manifestation, I guess. But she is very, um, I like to say she's very portable. (laughs) She's very portable. Because you can take her with you anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, like, or like, you know, being in traffic or being like after a business meeting, like being in a hotel or in a restaurant when people are talking, how to be Mm -hmm. in a calm, your own personal calm, silent space and be very clear and intentional of what you want. Mm. That's amazing. So mm. other than meditating, what are some of the other mental actions that entrepreneurs need to also take to be successful? You know, I, again, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure people have heard this so many times, but they've heard it so many times because it's incredibly true. Um, people need to be very your who is around you. I mean, I keep, though I'm a networker, I, you know, I have a, tons of acquaintances I mean that's my job like I don't know hundreds of thousands of people um but I keep my personal circle extremely extremely small um and I Bonnie you are I think you 
seen that actually firsthand, but yes. I keep my personal circle very, very small. Um, I keep my personal life out of social media. I really don't talk about personal life unless it's someone who's in my circle. People know about me as much personally as, as much as I want them to know. Mm-hmm. So I think staying private is very important, um, especially this day and age. Like everything's on social media, everything's on video, and that's all great. I think that should be for your business. Um, and again, like I said, just having, just being very aware who's in your circle because people come and go, you know, people, everyone has an expiration date and it could be 50 years. It could be tomorrow. And just because you've known them since you were a kid doesn't make them allowed to still be in your life if you're no longer serving them. And also if they're not serving you, people have to be much better at kind of clearing space and whatever that looks like to help you move forward, to help you get to your next goal. You can't have anchors. And a lot of people can be anchors. Right. And and a lot of those anchors a lot of times are the things that we don't even think about. Like, you know, um, it could be your best friend from when you were a kid, you know what I mean, who's like living in that same small town that you grew up in and never left and never did anything in their life. You know, it could be, now it doesn't mean that you can't be friends with these people anymore, but the thing is, is that they, those are the people, the people that are not growing are the people that you Mm. definitely don't want to be like in your core group of influencers. That's for sure. Right? Absolutely. Like, and I love, I love what you just said. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with them being in a small town and whatever, whatever, that's their journey. That's what they wanted to do. Um, everyone is exactly where they want to be. I firmly believe that. And that's, there's nothing wrong with them. And there's nothing wrong with you for wanting more. And you can be, I would say, acquaintances. I wouldn't be talking to that person every day if that's not your goal. Um, you know, nothing happens specifically. Like, there's no bad blood. But right. you do need to distance yourself. That's for sure. Right, right. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean... You know, it was interesting. I mean, I had something happen in my life where basically almost everybody from my, you know, that I knew from prior to that time left. So I actually kind of, the universe actually cleared everybody out for me, and I didn't even have to do it, believe it or not. Although I will tell you that it was devastating at the time that it happened because, like, Mm -hmm. literally almost every single friend I had in my life left. And Mm -hmm. it was one of the most challenging things I've ever went through. And my parents and family were not there to support me emotionally or mentally at that time either. So let me tell you, when you go through something that is drastic and it's, and it, you have, that's when you learn if you really truly can depend on yourself, you know, Mm. and that's when it is so important that you understand about the people that are in your life and that are around you. Because prior to that time, you know, I just, I mean, I had friends for 15, 31 years, you know what I mean? That literally Mm. the first bad thing that happens and they're out the door, which I had no idea was coming. So it's like, that's why it is really important to be aware of the people that are around you and make sure that those are the people that, you know, if something happened, would those people really be there for you? Well, I, I love, um, you know, people show you, uh, again, it's an old quote, but people show you who they are, believe them. Yes. Um, 
And then it goes back to what we were saying before. You really, you know, when it comes down to it, um, you really have yourself and you, you then know what you're made of. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? And part of that is, you know, your determination, I think. You know, because when you are somebody who is determined, you are determined to get to some place, whatever that place is. You know, is if it might be a place of success, it might be a place of getting out of whatever situation you're in. Um, you know, have you found, like, have you ever done any work, like, subconscious, you know, work on the subconscious? Like, have you done that type of work with anybody before, subconscious work? Um, you know, I don't know if it was called that specifically, but I got to tell you, like I said, I'm very spiritual. So I've, I've had clearings, energy readings, like you've, you name it. I did it probably more than three times. And so it's just, everything is mental, right? So oh, yeah. it's really, um, and you, again, you, like you can create your own universe. I mean, these are not new things that we're talking about, but you can create your own universe if you're willing to do so, and I think to create your own universe and to create what you really, really, really want, like really and truly, you have to be willing to sacrifice a little bit for the time being. You have to be willing to give up whatever that is, people, places, things for the time being. Um, but it's it's all mental. It's all mental work. And it's some people have more crap than others, but you got to be willing to look at it and just deal with it and move on and you have to release a lot of things and let let a lot of things go and it's mostly just fear whatever however the fear pops up Mm, fear that's a biggie so how do you work on fear like you know because i know people talk about letting go of fear you know and i do a million things to work on fear all the time like i'm constantly like fear to me is something that comes up I have to work on it, get rid of it. It comes up again. You know, it's like every time I move to a new level, there's mm. something that's a little scary on the other side. Right. Well, what is that? I'm going to give you a lot of old old sayings this interview, I guess. But um, what's the old saying? Um, oh, crap. I just lost my train of thought. I'll come back to it. I just lost my train of thought. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll give an example of fear. So, and this is a, this is a, I think, common one, but it's, it's a small example um, for me. So, for the longest time, I was terrified, uh, terrified of flying, hated flying so much. Like, I would sh- I would literally be shaking. I, my palms would be sweaty. I, like, I'm sweating from everywhere, like when I'm in the airplane. I would drink excessively before the flight. It doesn't matter if the flight was 5 a.m. I was at the bar having shots. I just couldn't handle flying at the time. Um, but I had a ridiculous fear. I was... And I won't go into that, but one day I got, I started because my business was building and building and building and I had to fly more and more and more and we started flying around the world now. And so I was like, oh crap, I I would avoid flying at all costs. Like I drive to as many places as as I could at the time. And I got really tired of it. I'm someone who like, I don't like to be afraid. And so I will definitely face, I will face it head on because I fear cannot be in my life. I, I cannot have that holding me back. So one day I just got tired of, I'm like, this is a ridiculous, this is ridiculous action from my part. And so I one day decided um, I had to go fly somewhere for work. And I said, I'm not going to have a drink. I am going to get on the flight because I used to never sit near the window because I did not want to look at the window. I made myself get a window seat and I made myself look at the window from takeoff to landing. 
and it was the most beautiful vision. It was the most beautiful flight. And it was, I was, I'm like, this is what I was missing out on the whole time. This ridiculous fear that came out of nowhere. And that's just one small portion of fear. I mean, there's so many other things in life that I was afraid of, but that I'm like, I just, I will not accept this fear from myself any longer. So now are you a good flyer? (laughs) I'm an awesome flyer. Now we can go wherever you want, whatever you want. No problem. No issue. We're good. Hey, Candace, it's Mia, and I have a question for you. Sure. So while while you were working through the the plane ride and all that, this is really important, and it can also show people where they can switch their mindset and get out of that fear in business, right? So what were some of the tools? I mean, it's fabulous you did that. What were some of the tools that you used, whether it was just talking to yourself, whether it was uh, meditation or whatever, what were some of the tools that you used to cross that that little barrier you had? So I made the decision before I even got on the flight that I'm going to sit in the window. I'm going to make myself start out the window the whole time. That was a set decision, non-negotiable in my head. That was happening. That's it. Then something that really helped me while I was in that process was, you know, there's, ch- there's children on the plane, right? And there's, there's older people, there's children, everybody's on the plane. I'm like, it's ridiculous, Candace. You're the only one losing your mind over nothing that's happening. Children can do this. So if they can do this, you can do that. You've been through so many worse things in life. If they can do this, you can do this. And that, that thought actually really helped me a lot. I'm like, there's a three-year-old that's totally fine. Like, why are you freaking out? Relax. And that's really what was going through my mind the whole time. <laughs> that's great. Because it doesn't have to be these major, like, let's build a pyramid thoughts. It's literally the simple things, isn't it, that can shift that, that blind spot. Definitely. And, you know, everything in our mind is so much more worse than it really is mm-hmm. with anything, usually, in life. So we, we really do a number on ourselves. We can be our best friend or our, our worst enemy. Absolutely. So we blow things up, is what you're saying in our own oh, we, always, head. we always do. <laughs> we always do. Well, this also goes. This goes back to where we were asking about the different levels of physical, the mental, and the emotional. As an entrepreneur, that goes into the emotional because you were recreating your emotional intelligence in that experience, which is so very powerful. Mm-hmm. I just and yeah. like skydiving, like I'm going skydiving. Just I. It's a, it's definitely I, I would I would I would put that in the control issue box. So oh yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> for um, sure. So just kind of letting go of control because the real the real facts are this: we don't really have control over anything. And I think the sooner that people realize that, the better. I mean, you might have goals and dreams and take action toward things, which is fabulous, and you should. But really, you know, when it comes down to it, you don't have control over much, if you know, if not anything at all. So. Just relax. I mean, do the work, but calm, calm down. Right. Surrender, more or less, right, into it. Yes, that's a big issue. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of emotional about- intelligence, did you have, you know, um, have you ever done, like, any reading on emotional intelligence, Candace? Uh, not recently. Like, not, and recently I would say, like, the last five years. Okay, because it's like so different than like book smarts, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a totally different thing. And emotional intelligence is actually something that you can raise, so you can actually get better at. So even if you can't get book smart, you know, more book smart, you can actually get more emotional intelligence. 
smart. And the good thing about that is it really kind of helps you in dealing with people because you learn how to be able to communicate with people without letting your emotions take over and get in the way of things. Mm. Mm. I love that. I will be the first to tell you, <laughs> I, I do not think that I am book smart. <laughs> so I never, like in school, I definitely was not. And I think that's, and I want, I want to point that out to people because a lot of entrepreneurs I know, especially successful entrepreneurs I know, they're not book smart, but they are street smart. And they, I, I like, I like what you said, the emotional intelligence, they, they mm-hmm. capitalize off of what they're good at. And yep. so just because you weren't good in school or actually it's very typical entrepreneurs are not good in school because they don't, their minds are not put in a box like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, exactly. And so I want to point that out to people because I, I, you brought, you brought that up and I wanted to make that, um, I want to highlight that. Like I didn't go to college and I always knew that was not my path. I never regretted that. I just always knew that wasn't for me. It is for some people and that's great. Um, that's, my time obviously and so that was you know my part I guess but you just kind of, you just kind of know I think you know when you're young you know your path if you if you decide to take it or not that's a different story hmm that's interesting that you say that because I'm going to tell you I came from somebody who never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up but what I knew one thing I knew I wanted to have a career I knew I didn't want to have kids but I never knew what I wanted to actually be, like what that would look like, how it would look. And the way that I actually came into business was trial and error, believe it or not. It was Mm. literally um, going to work, doing different jobs, seeing the things that I liked in each job. And then I got hired as a personal assistant, so I had a lot of freedom. And basically, I up-leveled the client that I was working for, and so then met somebody who found out what I was doing and said, hey, do you want more clients? And I was like, yeah, sure. Now, technically, I didn't know what I was doing, okay? But from, you know, on the outside, it looked like I knew what I was doing. What I realized is I had to go back and get training once I got these clients because I really didn't know what I was doing. So I was literally working in the day and getting trained at night to learn about what I needed to know to service these Mm. clients. I love that. So it was kind of like backwards for me. (laughs) But the thing is, you know, it goes back to what we were saying before. You know, you kind of just say yes. I think Richard Branson said, screw it, just do it. You kind of just say yes and you learn along the way and you make mistakes and you have successes and you, it's all good. You you just deal with it. Exactly, exactly. And I know that, you know, I didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs. So the fact, so I did go to college. I didn't go to college for anything that I'm doing today. Not one thing that I'm doing today Mm. did college help me with. And to be honest with you, I honestly learned practically nothing in college. College Mm. was a waste of my parents' money and my time and energy because Mm. I had no interest. And my parents were begging me to go back to college at the age of 28. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this. So it's very interesting that, you know, people around you, like you were talking about the people around you and the influence that they have, if you're not strong enough to overcome some of that influence, you can end up being pushed into doing a lot of things that you really don't want to do. Right. And I think I, I think that 
the sooner you figure that out, definitely the better for you. Like I, you probably figured that out at a younger age, Bonnie, I'm assuming. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, I I always had issues with my parents. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you have a very strong mind and I think that that's a, it's like a muscle, right? So the more you build that, the bigger it gets. So the sooner you can do that, um, the better. Exactly. Exactly. So one of the things that you touched on that I thought was really important and I want to find out, you know, kind of like the way that you do this, because people talk about goal setting a lot, and there are a lot of different ways to goal set, but you have a very effective way of goal setting. And so I would love for you to share, like, what that is. So what I do when I have a goal, when I have a goal, I almost become obsessive about it. So there is no other possibility of that not happening. It is like in my mind, it is happening, and I can give you one, one out of thousands of examples. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this, I think, goal setting is also another word for that is manifesting. Um, mm-hmm. it, to me, that's almost the same thing. So, for example, you know, I always, like I said, I always listen to YouTube videos, inspirational, motivational videos. Usually in the morning, um, I was listening to one. Uh, when I was going for a walk in the morning, uh, I would say maybe six months ago. And I started, I always knew who Les Brown is. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur and you don't know who Les Brown is, you're living under a rock. But I always knew who that was. But I, then I started really getting to listening to him more and more almost every morning um, and just getting into what he was saying and I, the way that he was saying it. I, I always loved his laugh. I think he has the, the best laugh ever. Um, and so I just listened to him and I'm getting, getting more into him. Then, I'd say like a week and a half, I didn't even cross my mind to possibly have him on my show. I just thought he was just, at the time, too big, too big for the show. I just, I just never even thought of it as a reality. I get a phone call, I'm like, and I remember thinking, I'm like, oh, it'd be so great to have him on the show, but he would never be on my show. Like, you know, why would he be on my show? Though we've had big names on the show before, so I don't know why I thought this. It was just a thought. Then I get a phone call from someone. It was a friend of a friend of a friend okay and, <laughs> I love this and I don't even know this person and I get a, a random phone call in the morning when I'm going for a walk actually I was listening to one of his videos when she called and she said hey Candace you know this person referred me to you um I know you have a radio show and you interview entrepreneurs and I was wondering if you would be open to having Les Brown on the show I'm like, you got to be, can I swear on the show? <laughs> like, you gotta be, <laughs> uh, you, I'm like, you're kidding me. And I said, of course we want Les Brown on the show. Hello. So they <laughs> set it up and he was on the show, but it was just, you know, goals. You, I, I like to, t- sometimes I do obsess about goals until I get it, but sometimes it doesn't have to be that hard. Sometimes it's just a thought and the, the universe will just do it for you. I believe if you have pure intentions behind something, it happens faster. Mm. Oh, definitely, definitely. Oh, my God. And Mia and I, in fact, I think it was last week on the show, we were talking about degrees of separation. And now it's between three and four degrees of separation where you would meet everybody on the planet. And based on what you just told us, you are right in that range. (laughs) That is... That's awesome, Candace. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, with, funny. With, Candace, with the, with the Internet so big, right, we are so much closer than that six degrees of separation. 
And you sharing that shows people that they can acquire what they want when they actually put their mind to it. I, I love that. That was great. That was a great story. About I mean, and the more you the more you do it, I mean, it can really get freaky sometimes. Like, God, I'm so powerful. You really are. And the more you do it, the faster it comes. And it, sometimes it freaks you out. Oh, I know. Well, we definitely. We, we should be able to get to a point, and we do, where we call things in very quickly. Because just like business, our clarity would be the same because we're constantly, as you said, you're always up-leveling what you're thinking by listening to things that put you in that, that state, that frame, that energy flow. And so that's really brilliant, and that is the way to keep doing it. So I'm, mm. I'm a manifester myself. <laughs> I, you know, I think I think whether you realize it or not, I think we all are. I just I, some, some yeah, some just manifest faster than others. It's just like a muscle, just like if someone's naturally muscular or they, somebody else has to work harder at the gym. It's a belief system. It's it's a mindset. I mean, there is a um, there's a reason why some people are successful and some people are not, and it's it right. really goes back to mindset. So when you're talking to an entrepreneur, how do you know if they're going to be successful? Okay, I've been waiting for this. (laughs) (laughs) You knew that I was going to ask you that question, even though I didn't give you any of the questions before this show. Um, No, you didn't. But I was like, because I was thinking, I'm like, I, I, you know, my mind wanders sometimes throughout the day and just thinking about entrepreneurs and all this stuff. And I'm like, there's, I'm like, what makes me different? from some other, so many other people that I know. Like, what is the difference? And I was having this conversation with someone. And, you know, there's some things that people do, and it has nothing to do with even business, but there's some daily actions or things that people do that I, you can determine whether they're going to be successful or not. So one thing, and I love bringing this up to people, like when I purchase clothes, first of all, I don't try on the clothes. At this point in my life, I know what size I am, and I know what styles I like, and I know what looks good and what I like, okay? You should know that already. Then yeah. I don't try clothes on. I don't try clothes on when I go shopping. I just purchase them if I like them, and if I don't like it when I get home, I don't take the time to return it. I don't do returns. I don't believe in returns. I will give it away. I don't do returns either. <laughs> I know that you and I had this funny conversation at your birthday, and, and I just said it out of nowhere, like, I don't return things. It wasn't like you said, oh, I don't return things, and then I said, I don't return things. I'm like, are you kidding? I never return things. And we were laughing no, about it. Even, I remember that. It's not even an option. Like, it's not even a thought to, like, like waste the time to go return things. You already wasted the time to go buy it. I'm not going to waste more time to return it, like, Money is energy. Just go make some more money and just give it away to someone else who wants it. Just people spend their time on ridiculous things. What else? What are some of the other things? Okay. Um, you know what makes me crazy? And I just can't believe that people would even decide to do this. Like when somebody, somebody's an entrepreneur, say, you know, you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, you have a service, I have a service. I don't, I do not. And I think it's like, I, if somebody, if your friend to me asks you for a discount for your service, that to me is not a real friend. Real friend should be paying full price, just like everyone else, to support you and your service. And when people ask for discounts, they are um, discounting you and your value. That's how I look at it. So mm-hmm. friends should not be asking for discounts or deals. Um, and so if somebody is, if I hear that or see that, I'm like, oh, you should re- reconsider that friendship. 
Absolutely. What else? I know there's more. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Think... Okay, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Coupons. <laughs> oh, God. Don't, oh, my God. I love it. Like, yes, donuts. We don't use coupons here. We did not use coupons here. Like, spending the time and energy to even cut out or rip out one coupon is ridiculous. Like, I, uh, that's a whole other topic. That's like a whole other show. Um, but <laughs> waiting for a sale to happen, like, I don't, I've never done that in my life. Like, I will not wait for a sale. Or I don't, and I don't buy things just because they are on sale. I, if I like it, whatever this, what if I like it, I'm going to buy it. I don't care if it's on, if it happens to be on sale, that's a plus. I don't, couldn't care less if it's on sale. And then I'm not going to buy things just because they are on sale. It's probably things I don't even want anyway. Why are you purchasing things that you don't even want? These, these things are ridiculous to me. Right. And half the time, you know, if you are like the average size, you know, in something like, I know that for me, I used to be a size A too, and no matter what, I, like I was never going to get anything cool on sale anyway. So it was like I'm, I was never even thinking about that. Besides the fact that I always had horrible feet, so I couldn't buy anything cheap. So you just do what you got to do. <laughs> it's yeah, crazy, just like crazy. and it, and I know what I just said was like some people are like, "What? That's ridiculous! I don't want to waste money," or blah blah blah. It's not wasting money. Like people need to really reframe their mindset on a lot of things. It's the more the more valuable thing is the time. Money you can make whenever you want, especially when you're an entrepreneur. When you're an entrepreneur, you can make as much as you want whenever you want. And I think that's a whole another um, conversation too. But the reason why you're an entrepreneur is because you wanted that financial freedom usually, and you wanted the time freedom. So you have to really shift. You have to be thinking differently than the norm. Normal people try things on, they return things, but but you don't want to be normal and you don't want to be at that level that they're at. Definitely not. I don't so think I've ever something... wanted to be normal. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, like Candace. The most, the mo- yes, go ahead. I want to know, well, I want you to, to finish your thought there, but I have something, I have a question that I think everybody wants to know. So, I'm sorry, finish your thought, and then I'd love to ask you this question. Yeah, I was going to say, the most successful people I've ever met are the most eccentric people I've ever met as well. I don't think, and I don't even like the word normal, so I'm, I'm sorry I used that. That could be mean different things for different people. But mm-hmm. they are, like, the most successful people I've ever met, um, and success, you know, across the board, health-wise, financially, whatever success looks like for you, um, they're just so eccentric and so different and so fascinating to me. So I, I just it's it's I think it's a much more lovelier place to really be individual and to really be yourself because that's that's where the sweet spot is. Hmm. That's lovely. I love that. Are, can you share with us, Candice, what lights your soul? Because as an entrepreneur, we can tell that you're on fire, and it's it's beautiful. So what lights your soul? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, what lights my soul? You know. Though my, I, I'd say like my life is very out there and like it's fun and like it's a lot of people and we're traveling and like it, you know luxe life like you know I've I love the finer things in life of course but I really do enjoy I have to say it's a very simple answer but I really do enjoy my alone time I enjoy just sitting outside on the balcony having coffee and like having having alone moments like that really feeds me 
Um, yeah. But on the opposite side of that, you know, part of my job, and but it's also my soul's purpose. I love connecting people. I love seeing people come together personally or professionally. I love making those, you know, quote unquote, perfect connections where it just aligns and lines up. Um, that really keeps me going. That really pushes me. Um, because I do feel that is my soul's purpose. That's my reason to be on the earth is to connect people. So I try to do that as much as possible in the best way possible. And when those connections come together, it's really beautiful to see. It is. That's wonderful. And it really motivates you to keep moving forward, doesn't it? The more you can inspire others or create with others, the more action you're taking. Yeah, and I want to kind of kind of go off that a little bit. You know, I really do feel, especially female entrepreneurs, uh, once you hit a certain success level, it is. I find it's it's definitely our duty to show the younger female entrepreneurs what to do, mm-hmm. how it's done. That sometimes they even show us how to do it better. But it, it is our pay it forward in my mind to show them like you don't have to be an Instagram model, and nothing wrong with that. But you don't, you know, you don't have to like. You can be your own person, you can, um, you don't have to show it off, show it all off to be successful. Like you, it's so sexy to have a, a brilliant mind or a different mind or an entrepreneur mindset and to create your own space and pay your own bills and do your own thing and write your own ticket. I love seeing young female entrepreneurs up and coming. I think it's fascinating. I think it's awesome. I think this exact, um, time we're in right now, especially for female entrepreneurs, is such an amazing time. That really is a, a passion of mine, too. That's probably my next my next passion project is to help um, 20-something, maybe even like late teenage entre- female entrepreneurs um, come up faster, and, and that will probably be like my next pay-it-forward project. That's oh, my fabulous. God. I love that you said that. I just have to tell you, the reason I love it so much is because I am currently mentoring somebody in their 20s who literally got $40,000 in a raise within three months of starting her first job. <laughs> yes, girl. Because yes. of the things that I have taught her <laughs> and ended up then going on to another job, moving at another level. This is like all within four months. It was crazy. Wow. And yeah. she is like, Bonnie, if it, this wasn't for you, like – and she's got a mom and a dad, but you know what? I knew this little girl when she was nine, and it was amazing. And just watching her, it's so mm. inspiring to see this. So I totally get what you're saying. And I well, know that, that goes Mia... back to what. Sorry, yeah. that goes back to what we were saying about having the right people, the right mentors. I mean, you were you were her mentor, and like, look at look mm-hmm. at what happened so quickly. Yeah, and she was blown away. Even her parents were blown away. Amazing. And and just, you know, sometimes someone just has to say one sentence to you to really help you take off in the best way possible. That's right. Mm. I think that's lovely. Candice, we would like to thank you for joining us. It's been, our time is up. Would you like to share with us uh, one more thing that's on your mind? Uh, I said so much. This is the most I've ever talked, I think, ever. Um, (laughs) You know what? I... I will probably just leave you with one, one more quote, and it's, you know, my, one of my favorite qu- quotes, and I think it's by Jeff Olson, if I'm not mistaken, and it was, um, do the thing, have all the power. Ooh, that's fabulous. Do the thing, have all the power. 
Well, thank you so much for sharing so many amazing tips and your time with us. We really enjoyed it very much. It was wonderful to have you here. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And for the audience, we're really grateful that you were here with us. We know there's many places you can go for your business and money matters. So thank you for joining us.